Welcome to part three, the last part of a three-part series where we're with the newly appointed uh, CEO of the MGA. And today we're going to discuss a bit what's going on on the land-based front. Malta has a number of licenses. Um, some of them are up for grabs. I believe there's a dormant license. Can you give us a small overview? I think it's important also for our viewers, predominantly online, but also land-based to understand a bit what's going on in, in Malta. How, how does the system work and how does the authority regulate the space? And so far as um, land-based, we're mentioning, we're speaking of land-based casinos, right? Since you yes. mentioned the numbers, etc. So land-based casinos are one of the, so there are two types of operations that require a concession from government before you can apply for a license um, with the MGA. One is the national lottery, so leaving that aside. The other is land-based casinos. So the way the process works is that it is a prerequisite for, to apply for a license. So like an online, an online operator can apply for a license anytime. There are the criteria established in the law. And if the criteria are met and the operator is fit and proper, etc., the license will be issued. A land-based casino has the same criteria, but also has a further criterion, which is it needs to be in possession of a concession issued by government. Yeah. So as you know, currently there is a request for proposals out because one concession is expiring and therefore government will be issuing. Which is the standard. Um, yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a standard process. Concessions are normally issued as part of an open and, and public process, yeah. uh, a competitive process. Once the preferred proponent is selected, that, prefer, that preferred proponent will be selected by, by government. Um, once it is selected, then the checks by the MGA will start being conducted as part of a normal license application process. Yeah. So there's currently five licenses, five concessions in... Uh, there are currently three active concessions, one of which has two premises. So Porto Maso okay. and Dorica. And, and, yeah. and uh, there's the ex-Casino de Venezia, which is a dormant license, if I'm not mistaken. The license, insofar as the MGA is concerned, that license has been cancelled um, okay. way, way back. Uh, but if the concession anyone, is still out there. Yes, but if yeah. anyone acquires the company together with the concession, then that, that uh, entity can apply for a license. However, okay, so there is a concession that's dormant. Um, the, the interested um, entrepreneur has to acquire that company, probably with a pile of debt. Um, but the concession has a number of limitations in terms of ratio and number of tables. Can you explain a bit what what the requirements are and what the limitations are. Those limitations are not in the concession. Those are imposed as part of license conditions. Um, in so line it's with, at the MGA level. Not it's at, at the MGA level, but stemming, level. but stemming from uh, general government policy direction. Uh, mm -hmm. So there are limitations. It's, it's 375 slots uh, normally, and the ratio of slots to tables is 1 is to 15. You cannot have more than that. So you cannot have more slots than more than 15 slots for every table that you have. Okay. Um, so that would be so 375 and 25, I think, tables. So 375 slots to 25 tables. That's the maximum. Currently, yes. Currently. So I'll give you a scenario. Um, we even published an interesting article on our last publication about this. When one talks about integrated resorts, we're talking about a big yeah. um, uh, resort where you have not only the hotel rooms, great facilities, but you also have a casino within. You have entertainment facilities like a Disney or, um, or a nice big fun park. You have also entertainment. So if it's in Vegas, you always have 
David Copperfield, you have the Celine Dion's of the world. Um, so literally, a tourist can come, and because the resort is everything integrated, you don't even need to leave um, the resort. This is what an integrated resort is. You have a number of those integrated resorts in Asia, Macau, Singapore, Philippines, Cambodia um, also has a number. Then you have Las Vegas, which is very renowned for, for its number of integrated resorts. There seems to be nothing in between. Um, don't you see a potential for Malta um, to finally also have its integrated resort? But because of the limitations in slots to tables, um, such integrated resorts can never materialize. So it would depend on the type of integrated resort that one would look at. If it is, so you mentioned the number of facilities that, that there would need to be, so the hotels, the other entertainment. If there is, if government has, has look, looks into the possibility of having an integrated resort in Malta, there is nothing which would prohibit the same direction that we have had so far um, to vary and say, well, if it's an integrated resort, the casino can be all of 12, 15,000 square meters in size, at which point the current limitations do not make sense and, and they need to be extended. So at that point, ultimately, the, the purpose of the license is to make sure that the gaming is offered in a fair and safe manner. Yeah. So the in, increasing the number of slots and tables would not prejudice that. Yeah, are there any discussions going on on, on this front? Because I'm aware that Cyprus, um, has an integrated resort which is being built and is going to be launched next year, targeting the Emirates, targeting Russian-speaking markets, targeting also North Africa and mainland Europe. Uh, there is also Greece, uh, who's planning to have its own integrated resort. So it seems like the Mediterranean is slowly, slowly waking up. Are we going to be too late uh, to dance with the mix? Well, as far as I am currently aware, there are no discussions for integrated resorts in Malta. It would also depend on um, um, potentially a market analysis to see whether the current market can take an increase in, in casinos, for example. Um, but it's, a, it's, a, it's something which government would, would need to look at, obviously. Is there anything else you would like to talk about or to mention to add? Well, all I can add is that we, as a regulator, we are open for and we want an open channel of communication with the industry um, as i mentioned throughout our discussion we ultimately want the same thing which is sustainable growth in a compliant manner so that is something that we are we are focusing on that is something a message that we want to make sure that we get across uh, speak to us we, we that that is what we want uh, and a very good relationship with the industry carbinka thank you so much for your time we thank look you, forward Emma. to work uh, with you in the coming years as an events company, as a media company, and all the best. Thank you, Raman, and thank you for, for the opportunity to speak.